visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Hello and welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie. So, up this hour, we have a free Chinese lesson for you, Chinese to go. And also on hashtag Taiwan, you can learn new ways to say hello besides a handshake. And when we have our interactive show status update. But first, join us for here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Tuesday, March 17th, and in the studio we have Shirley Lin. Hello. Leslie Liao. Hello. And I'm Natalie So. We'll be telling you how to deal with insomnia and also how 90% of new residents here are happy with their jobs. And also, Taiwan's going to have a new earthquake warning system and a new suspension bridge. Those stories and more are coming right up. Okay, so we have some positive uh, news from a survey done of about 18,000 new residents, mostly immigrants from, you know, um, marriage immigrants from Taiwan to Taiwan. And it found that almost 90% of them were happy with their current jobs here in Taiwan. So that's much higher than average Taiwanese. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I like think the opposite. So. <laughs> really? The average Taiwanese wants to change jobs. So um, I think that's a very positive finding here. And basically, around 60% of these new residents have lived in Taiwan for more than a decade. And most of them have taken classes such as uh, driving classes, Chinese lessons, and also um, lessons for licenses or specialized skills like oh, wow. um, beauty. You know, a lot of them have opened beauty salons yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. all over the place. They do a good job, too. And most of them, about half of them, work in the service industry. And their overall labor participation rate is 71%. So it's, at, it's higher than the average Taiwanese, which is about 60%. Oh. So a lot of them, I think, you know, the reason, one of the reasons probably is they're making good money here compared to what they would be making oh, at home. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So a lot of them came here to improve their quality of life, uh, raise their income. So... They do tend to like to work after they have their children. So those are some of the new figures for our new residents. And some of them are doing interesting things like uh, being translators, uh, tour guides. You know, there are a lot more exchanges between Taiwan and Southeast Asia. So a lot more jobs um, that are needed. Sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. This has, is, uh, it's well, I mean, like coming from the outside, I mean, I'm coming from the U.S., and people would think like, oh, the life's better over there. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> what do you like about working here, Leslie? Oh, the convenience, I, I suppose. The, Definitely. The, the commute. It's, 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 very, it's very nice. I mean, in the States, you might have like a big house and I'm in an apartment, but it's still very comfortable to be here as well. And, you know, in the States, it's, it's always hard to get used to the fact that you can't order any food after maybe 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. And here there's always a convenience store that's just like, hey, we're 24, 24 hours. Yeah, yeah a lot of like uh, mom and pop shops too, right? Yeah. 
and everything's so convenient. I mean, life is easy in that way. Yeah. Like getting around and even driving, it's usually the distance is not so far. Yeah. I'm sure that for our new immigrants, I mean, they probably find more variety of jobs here. Whereas back home, they get a little bit competitive, I'm sure. Everybody's scrambling for the same jobs or something. But here, you you know, you get to choose. And of course, now we're talking about a you know, good living environment. It's safer here. And Taiwanese people are always said to be very friendly people. So that's also something good. And I've been very helpful to our you know, new immigrants, foreigners, just the I same. I think people have embraced them more than in the very beginning. In the very beginning, they did experience some discrimination because they come from a lesser developed country. So I think that... Because I actually did a, um, a series on on these new immigrant women who were marrying Taiwanese, and so they they had mentioned how they uh, faced a lot of discrimination in the beginning, but it's much better now. And a lot of them, they're really good. They learn Taiwanese even, you know, and, and they learn Mandarin. And I, I see a lot of them being quite entrepreneurial, like opening little, you know, nail salons yeah. and, and uh, really sure. good vi- Vietnamese food and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, the Vietnamese I love food. It. Yeah, it's, it's nice <laughs> really to have good. them around. And it's uh, and also they, you know, help build the families here because some of the men um, have a hard time finding someone, I guess, in Taiwan, right? So they yeah. go abroad. That's right. So it works out pretty well. I'm glad they're happy here. about some $100 bills that scared somebody? What's this about? Yeah. Okay, so this woman, um, I guess she, it doesn't say where she was working, but she was like giving change to a customer. And then she realized that the first um, $100 anti-dollar bill, which is like close to, what, three US dollars in the States, um, had a telephone number and a name on it. So then, well, that was fine. But the second dollar bill, again, there was another name and a, another telephone number. And then even a few after that, it you know, she starts getting scared. Like, what's going on? How come these dollar bills have people's personal names and telephone numbers on them? So then she posted this, you know, this incident on the internet and was asking people, have you guys ever come across something like this? Mm. Well, what do you think? What do you think happened? I mean, how come all these dollar bills have got, I mean, people's actual names and telephone number, like mobile numbers on them? Is it the them? same number and same name? No, I think it's all oh. different. I was going to say, like, someone's really really possesses of their money and they're just like if found please return to so and so that's what i that's just, I someone's yeah. using it as paper but still i mean I that's not doing. wise right i mean giving your phone number away but uh i don't know natty what do you think Give no a guess. maybe somebody was using it as no paper and just taking yeah them. that was one of the netizens that said you know uh-huh. it's like someone using it as a post-it you know like they're so rich oh. they can just take one dollar bill and make it like a post-it and write a note on it something like that well, it turned out that there was somebody else on the, um, you know, in this discussion, and he knows this right away. He said, "Not nah, it's none of what you think it is." Well, what it is is that um, sometimes weddings or like year-end company oh. banquets, you know, they have this. Um, they get they bring a big container and have everybody there take one hundred dollar bill from your own, you know, wallet, and then write your name and phone number on it and throw it into the bucket. And then they have a pick who the winner is. Whoever they picked out the bill with the name and phone number, he gets to, or he or she gets to take the whole container yeah. of oh. dollar bills home as a prize. I wow. won one of those before. Are you you did? Yeah, I won, How I won, much? 
I, the, the, the funny thing is I won it twice. So they had many different um, prizes and they pulled my name out of the uh, thing twice. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, do you want the big prize or do you want the little prize? I'm like, I'm going with cash. <laughs> I got so it. How much did you get? I think 4000 something. Okay. Ooh. So it's like 100 $20. So that means there were 40 people there. No, there right? was uh, there was quite because a few. Everybody's it, was like a hundred. A, it was an optional thing. Oh, it was it's just optional. like you can oh, do so it if more. you want, but that's yeah. an easy game to, to do, right? Because they you, don't have to prepare anything. They just no, tell other people yeah. to prepare everything. But the winner, you know, goes away with a whole lot of stuff, you know. Oh wow. I, I then I remember my cousin, yeah, you know, my cousin. She works in a pretty big company here in Taiwan. And um, that's what they did. And and she never won, but you know whoever won, uh, I mean it's a big company. Got a lot of money, huh? Probably got a hundred hundreds of people there. That's pretty cool. So, but yeah, that's a, that was a good day. You got me thinking about it. That's, um, <laughs> but oh. it's scary because someone else said that oh they won before they won like six thousand anti dollars, but then he had to go around because it's all written in pencil. So you have to, if you don't want to leave the names and phone numbers and he's like rubbing away, he's like cleaning them forever all night, all the dollar bills, because oh. I guess someone well, who... Well, the, the more you get, the more you have to clean, I right? I think I put but, yeah. my money from there into the bank. So it was the bank's problem at that point. <laughs> oh my gosh, so you didn't bother to clean. clean them. I didn't bother <laughs> You know, that's pretty scary, actually. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't want my name and phone number on there, I guess. I don't know. And get a call Why from a stranger. Why do they need the phone number? Well, I guess I don't think they... I had a phone number on there, actually. I don't know. This one had the phone number. Because it was at a wedding, and they were just like, you're here, you're here. If you're not, you don't get right, it. Right, right. Or yeah. maybe this, you know, they gave a better, a bigger leeway, is that if you're not there, they'll call you and mm. let you know that you're the winner. That's I don't know. That's very nice. So that's very nice, yeah, that's right? That's very nice. Although, they, maybe they'll be double up on the name or something. You know, there are some Cai Tianmia. It's like the, oh, what yeah. they call it, like the... Traditional oh. market you know, names, John like Smith. Common, yeah, yeah right. exactly. The John your... Smith, and Jane Doe, or something. Yeah, Su Hui. All there. <laughs> okay, anyway, so. that sounds like a fun game to play. Maybe we should do that sometime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so Taiwan's going to get a new earthquake warning system. Tell us about this, Leslie. Yeah, so Taiwan already has a pretty impressive uh, earthquake warning system. It's just that. If you are in the vicinity of an earthquake, your phone will begin vibrating if you're in Taiwan. It'll tell you, hey, there's an earthquake going on right now. Well, by that time, the funny thing is you're always just like, okay, why is my phone beeping so loud? And then the ground starts to shake. And then you're just like, oh, it's probably an earthquake warning. Well, now the earthquake system says it will work faster uh, starting on April 6th. And... Um, They'll say about strong tumblers will be re released within 10 seconds of their occurrences to buy the public more time to respond. So you well, so it's like so. <laughs> as early as 10 seconds, you can like 10 seconds before you'll well, that's know pretty good. A, mm. an earthquake. Uh, you'll be notified about earthquakes with magnitude of 4.5 or above on the Richter scale. And it's, a, it's about five seconds faster than the uh, system that we have now. And it's just one of those amazing things where it's just like Taiwan always works to improve a system that no matter even if it's world standard they'll just be like well how can we make this better how can we do it better and uh not only is it going to tell us earlier uh about the earthquakes it's also going to provide a larger radius of people around the epicenter so they said people 30 kilometers beyond the epicenter will also know about the uh the earthquake as well yeah 
And uh, they're just they're saying it's because it's the Central Weather Bureau. They said uh, the bureau over the past years has installed more observation stations and they adjusted how they're distributed. It's just all very scientific. The way information is analyzed, it's got to be a lot. Taiwan has a lot of uh, we, we like our big data. That's all I can say. We certainly do. Right. It's been working for us, too, right? Distributing face masks and and monitoring people's travel history. Yeah. So this is one of those things where it's just it's going to improve the quality of life in Taiwan without you even knowing it. Because I think if an earthquake happened anywhere else, whether or not another country can even tell you or notify you via mobile phone is a whole different kind of game here. But here, Taiwan's just like, okay, we have this, and we're making it better. So, so if we get a message, we should run, right? <laughs> or take cover. Oh, yeah. Be- oh. Or brace. Brace. Yeah. All mm. The Sound of the Amis Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. So how many of you guys here use an electronic gadget before you go to sleep? Uh, yeah. Take a look at your phone or... I'm trying to do it less. <laughs> I'm trying to do it less, I know. So I'm that, hurting my eyes. So doctors are saying that um, because World Sleep Day was a few days ago, and so they came out to inform the public of ways that they can get better sleep and um, overcome insomnia. About one in five people here in Taiwan suffer from insomnia. And um, they said one of the major ways is not to use one of your screens before you go to bed. So did they say how not... long before going to bed? Oh, come oh, on. Oh, I would say Leslie. well, they didn't say in this report here, but probably an hour or so. Uh, so, um that's not easy. I know we are all habits of consuming yeah. all our media or whatever like we said do before, on our screens. I tend to want to wind down by playing some games on my mobile before I go to <laughs> sleep, you know. I wind and... down sometimes by watching the news and then it makes me more uptight you know yeah. if it's like something i uh yeah. i recently got into the habit of reading before going to bed actually so reading from your mobile no, reading a real a good book old, a good old book that oh that's good. awesome and uh good yeah you. just you, you it's about an hour before my bedtime and i just turn off all the lights i go to bed and then does I that open help the book it Probably helps you sleep well, too. I think it helped my brain more than <laughs> anything. Well, like, it might have helped the sleep quality in that, like, you're thinking so intensely while you're reading, and then you're when, when you're done, you're all tuckered out. You're just like, oh, time to go to bed. Yeah. You know, well, even if it's not suffering from insomnia, it might be they just don't sleep well, like get a full sleep. It's true. It's, sleep, I think it know? affects your sleep. Um, it has basically a strong blue light, which after it enters the retina is turned into neurological signals that create the illusion of daylight so um Mm. this suppresses the production of melatonin so that is the hormone that is secreted at night to help with sleep so that's what happens when we have blue light um also it kind of revs up the brain so instead of relaxing you know we just get very active so um they said if you must use a electronic device uh, don't do it in your bedroom Mm. Okay, do it out, out outside. And then when you go to your bedroom, use it as a place just for rest. 
Yeah. You can also turn down the brightness of the screen. And doctors are also saying, you know, if you have insomnia, it can be caused by other um, factors like anxiety, depression, stress, pain. So it's important to identify the cause and find a correct treatment. They're not encouraging people to, t to take sleeping pills. A lot of people take sleeping pills, actually, in Taiwan. And they're saying that um, perhaps people can try other ways, like cognitive behavioral therapy or um, adjusting your habits. Or drink so, a glass of hot milk right before you go to bed. Take a nice bath if you can. <laughs> yeah. or right. Do something relaxing, right? Well, I know that a friend of mine uh, read a survey saying that actually you shouldn't even like try to charge your phone in the bedroom that you're oh, sleeping in. The electromagnetic oh, way. Wow. Electromagnetic. But yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks. That's a good idea. Actually. You know. Yeah. And um, you know because it actually would affect the quality of your sleep. Not. E yeah. And so because it's near let you. Alone. Right. So you should have it a different room, not your bedroom. Oh, that's a good idea. So, um, yeah. It's good to put the devices away from you. Mm -hmm. I sleep with the phone right next to my head. I know a lot of I my was just kids, gonna say, they do My that. husband does that too. You know, he was good for a couple of weeks and then he went back to, because he would get up in the morning. Well, actually, before he sleeps, he's looking at his mobile. Wakes up, the first thing he does is take up his mobile. So that's why he has it beside him, yeah. Yeah, which is not good. A lot of us have that habit. Yeah. Just about habits. Think about your so, health, yeah. Leslie. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about <laughs> it all the time. Good. Thinking about it all the time. He's doing pretty good with his health. All righty. Well, Leslie, tell us about this new suspension bridge we have to look forward to. Yeah, so this is a, a new suspension bridge in Nantou County. The bridge is near the Double Dragon Waterfalls, the Shuanglong Pupu. And it's open to tourists next month, which is kind of a shame since we're in kind of a dire situation. It's a 342-meter-long bridge, and it hangs 110 meters above the ground. It's currently the tallest and the longest suspension bridge uh, open for tourism in Taiwan. Oh, really? Yeah. That sounds scary. It's it's terrifying. 110 I mean, like, meters Taroko? above the ground? I know, that is scary. But it looks like a, it's a beautiful bridge, yeah. except I think I'll be scared walking over What's it. What's underneath it? Uh, it's just safe for people crossing the bridge can see the waterfall and surrounding scenery. Oh. A view that the county government hopes will attract more visitors to I'm sure it will. The, the economy. And they acknowledged that the fact there's a uh, COVID-19. So they said shuttle buses through the area will be disinfected and all travelers <laughs> will be required to wear masks if you would like to visit. And it's going to deny entry to anybody visiting with a fever. So, oh, wow. Yeah. This but it's is... outdoors. So, I mean, we need to get outdoors more. It's okay. Yeah. People are getting restless, getting stuck inside yeah. all the time. Yeah. It is good to get outdoors, and uh, that's yeah. a good place to go, huh? Yeah, right yes. near a waterfall, mm. get some fresh air, that's right. fresh scenery. It's great. Well, thank you for tuning in to Here in Taiwan, and do stay tuned. We have Chinese to go, hashtag Taiwan, and status update for you. For Here in Taiwan, I'm Natalie So. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Leslie Liao. We'll see ya. What do you know about Taiwan? I know who the president is. What about their local music and food? Well, hmm, what do you suggest? Tune in to Radio Taiwan International. Here at RTI, we offer the authentic Taiwan experience. You hear the sound of remote attractions, the local food, music, the lives of real Taiwanese as they live it. Visit english.rti.org.tw. Listen to the real Taiwan. 
This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to Chinese to Go, the program where you learn authentic Chinese, the Chinese that we use in real life in Taiwan. A friend of mine lost her cell phone recently, and she was very upset about it because she has already lost two cell phones. Let's listen to a conversation. You今天看起来不太快乐，都不说话，有什么不对吗？我手机丢了。手机丢了，什么时候丢的？丢在什么地方？我也不知道，可能是上午上班途中。没有手机很不方便，不能打电话。太不方便了。The guy began the conversation by saying that. 你今天看起来不太快乐，都不说话，有什么不对吗？ You don't look very happy today. You don't talk. Is there anything wrong? 你今天看起来不太快乐。你, you, 今天, today, 看起来, it looks like, it seems like, 不太快乐, not very happy, 快乐, happy, 都不说话。Do means also, but here, do bu means you don't talk either. Shuohua to talk. Bu shuohua, don't talk. Yo shemma Is there anything wrong? Shemma, anything. Bu wrong. Wo shouji The woman said, I lost my cell phone. Wo, I. 手机, cell phone. 丢, to lose. 我手机丢了, I lost my cell phone. 手机丢了, 什么时候丢的? 丢在什么地方? The guy said, you lost your cell phone? When did you lose it? Where did you lose it? 手机丢了, 手机丢了, lost your cell phone? Once again, 手机, cell phone. Dio to lose. 什么时候丢的? 什么时候丢的? When did you lose it? 什么时候? When? Or at what time? 丢在什么地方? 丢在什么地方? Where did you lose it? 什么地方? Where? 地方 means place. 我也不知道,可能是上午上班途中。I have no idea. It's probably on my way to work in the morning. 我也不知道。我,I,不知道, no idea. 可能是上午上班途中。It's probably on my way to work in the morning. 可能,probably,上午, in the morning, 
上班途中 on my way to work. 上班 to go to work. 上班途中 on one's way to work. 途中 on one's way to a place. 没有手机很不方便，不能打电话。Without a cell phone, it's so inconvenient. Can't make a phone call. 没有手机很不方便。没有手机 ，without a cell phone， 很不方便。It's so inconvenient. 不方便 ，inconvenient。不能打电话。不能打电话。Can't make a phone call. 打 usually means hit, but here 打电话 means to make a phone call. 电话 means The telephone, 太不方便了，太不方便了。It's super inconvenient. Before we end today's program, let's listen to the conversation at slow speed again. 你今天看起来不太快乐，都不说话，有什么不对吗？我手机丢了。手机丢了，什么时候丢的？丢在什么地方？我也不知道，可能是上午上班途中。没有手机很不方便，不能打电话。太不方便了。To download today's text, go to english.rti.org.tw. See you next week. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host Leslie Liao. I know we live in some uneasy times with the COVID-19 outbreak, but we should still remember to be friendly. That's what this week's episode of Hashtag is all about. Stay tuned and don't go away. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, Natalie and Andrew, I want to talk about. Friendliness. <laughs> Now everybody likes a friendly person, and that's why anytime I need, meet somebody new, I like to extend my hand and offer them a nice firm handshake. But in this day and age, with the COVID-19 outbreak, offering someone your hand might seem more off-putting than it is friendly. That's why people are looking for alternative ways to say hello. You know what? Heck, even President Tsai Ing-wen was caught clasping her own hands to greet AIT Chairman <laughs> James Moriarty. Now look at them. They are. There's a very clear、uh, agreement there. They're、that's, not gonna. I see、right. some social distance. That's, is that what meters? Yeah, that's social distance, yes, right? And、yes. friendly social distance. <laughs> <laughs> But you gotta realize, personal contact and limiting personal contact plays hugely into preventing COVID-19, and that's why on the internet you'll see comics like this circulating. Now, this one comes from the National University of Singapore Yongyu Yonglu Lin School of Medicine. In this comic, they say instead of、uh, shaking hands, you can just wave to your friend.、Mm -hmm. You can do the tie Y, which is a little bit of bow and holding your hands together. You can do the elbow. Natalie, can I borrow your elbow very quickly? <laughs> Or you can do the foot shake. And Natalie, you're <laughs> there. We go. Those are the foot shake, right? So these are some alternative ways、That's、to、fun. say hello. And you know what? 
I got a little, uh, I got a personal horse in this race. Leslie Liao Pick of the Week comes from my friend who is a medical worker in the U.S. Her name is Phoebe, and in her spare time, she likes to draw medical-related cartoon strips. Cool. That's right. That's fun. And uh, her cartoon is called Legit Alternatives to the Handshake, <laughs> and it, she offers the Asian bow, you know, or uh -huh. the Indian namaste. Namaste. The presidential bump, uh, uh, and you can see... But that's kind of, but that's a little bit, you still get the... Well, you don't scratch your face. Okay, with your we don't get the fingertips right. right. <laughs> or my personal favorite, you can use the finger zingers, ah, which that's I cool. call finger guns, and have been ah. using for years. Pew, Looking pew, good, Andrew. Pew, pew. Looking good. <laughs> hey. But you got to realize the way we gesture plays hugely important in this COVID-19 outbreak. And one gesture that was popular in years past is the dab. It's a dance move, and it looks like this. <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. And if one year ago you told me, Leslie, the dab is going to be hugely important in preventing a virus that's going to rival the impact of SARS, I would tell you to get out and take whatever cult pamphlets you have with you. I'm not joining that cult, Andrew. I'm not joining it. But you got to realize the dab has actually made government literature, you guys, and that's my gospel. Really? Yeah. Let's take a look. Oh, oh cool, look man. at that. That's this how you one, sneeze, right? Yeah. So the, health, the Ministry of Health and Welfare says if you call for a sneeze, strike a pose and dab just like this. <laughs> 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 I'm utterly speechless. I got <laughs> nothing for in here now. <laughs> oh, man. I had no idea we'd be dabbing in today's show. All right. Well, that's this week's Hashtag Taiwan. Be sure to connect with us on social media. Status update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Yes, we're going to get to your letters, your letters that you write us, uh, letting us know what programs you listen to and what you think about them. We always love to hear from you. Give us the details, the good and the bad, so that we can do better. And um, it's always exciting to know just, you know, um, how much you enjoy our programs about Taiwan. But first off, though, we're going to kind of update our status a little bit. <laughs> and unfortunately, we have to talk about a subject that I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing about, but that's... <laughs> What are you going to do? That's what everyone's talking about. I'm I thinking know. About, so. Yes, uh, we're talking about COVID-19 outbreak. Our coronavirus. Right. Now, actually, um, this outbreak has made me realize how I need to have better hygiene habits, maybe. Because I'm starting to realize that, actually, you know, I take the public transportation, the yeah. bus and the MRT. And I started realizing that, actually, every day there's all kinds of germs. You know, on the on the, the handles that you hold on to, on the yeah. poles that you hold on to, um, everything. <laughs> and it's not only now. I mean, normally, you know, people get colds, you know, and they, I don't know, they have coughs. People I are mean, very gross. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Okay, if you have to be so bluntly. Um, but, yeah, and then, you know, there's all kinds of germs in the air, too. I mean, personally, I don't think that I have to be wearing a mask, like, 24-7. Right. But because it's really kind of hard to breathe normally. But like washing your hands when you get to work or when you go home. And then actually 
wash all your clothes, throw them on laundry every day because you don't know what clothes have touched, what germs have clinged onto them. So I've become conscious that way, not because of the outbreak, and I'm not panicking, but right. it's just the consciousness. Well, well, <laughs> I have a. My partner is very frustrated with me. I am very, very uneasy about germs, and I have been for some years now.、Um, I think part of it has to do with the line of work that I'm in, because、yeah. if I can't talk, that's、right. if you get sick and you can't talk, and that happened to me one time. Actually, Natalie had to record an episode of a, a show I was doing at the time for me because I couldn't speak. What happened? You I, had a cold. I, no, I just lost my voice. I got what and I sore、oh. throat and I don't know what it、right. was. Yeah, just some kind of bug. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt so horrible about it, like because it was like you know making someone read and edit my script for me so I could do my show, and I just wanted to make sure that never happened again.、Uh -huh. So I've always been very careful since then.、Uh, yeah, I don't touch anything in public transport. I agree. I'm gonna. With you. How can you do? That? You've got you've got strong leg muscles. <laughs> it's like surfing. You just gotta <laughs> ride the wave.、Um, And if I really have to, I'll make I'll like wrap my arm around something, but never with hands. No, no, no. Now I do、And、feel gross because, you know, let, they say、um, that not to touch your nose, you know, or your eyes or your mouth. But I take an hour to commute, and in between time, my nose would itch,、right. my eyes would itch. I can't just not touch it. So what do you do when you do something like that? You have to just. Hold out and just. I just. I can't. I can't bear out the, maybe, the like, itch or the pain. Clothes. Don't use my clothes. clothes. Not with your hand. Wipe. You know something else.、Okay. A tissue or something, and definitely not the eyes. That's a big no no. I know.、You、just kind of gotta like. Oh, that that's kind of hard. Squeeze、yeah. your eyes together, try to get、um, rid of the itch. Yeah, I've、Once. I've I have a. It's been a source of conflict sometimes. I do <laughs> I do tend to go overboard with these things. Like when I go home, I wash my hands twice. First. Just clean off whatever's on there, then I have to spray down my phone and stuff. Because I've read that your phone can actually be dirtier than a、oh. toilet bowl. Yeah, and so、yeah. that got that has to go. And I've got like a a thing at home that makes sort of I don't know what it is. It's not bleach, but it's sort of something of that. Because alcohol, of course, now is for your know, mobile. Yeah, well, you can just put it on a cloth and wipe it down. It kills whatever's so, on there, and your keys too. And then I wash my hands again so that everything、oh, is nice and keys. And then, yeah. Um, money when you touch money. Oh, money! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why can't we be like China, where there's no cash transactions anymore? I can anymore? see that's sort of Orwellian. <laughs> I don't like people. I don't know why anyone would be interested, but the idea that someone can just look at what everything you've bought and every store you've been to and when you bought what—that's a bit creepy. I don't know. Oh, it seems a bit well, big brothery. But anyway, okay. <laughs> I, I I do agree. I don't like touching money either.、Um, I know. Now I do and, feel gross. I never never really thought about that. You then, know those kind of things. <laughs> the other great thing, though, is I love our healthcare system, and I think that. The government has really—it's impressed me with how well they've handled this situation. Yes, I think a lot of times you kind of go, "Yeah, you know, we'd like to toot our own horn sometimes," but I feel like this is that you know legitimately a, a big achievement. We've got, well, at the time we're recording this, fewer than just up below fifty cases, right? And we're really like people are taking the government's tips seriously too. So I think it's also a, says a lot about how um how. Well mannered, everyone here is when someone when everyone suggests that you wear a mask and、mm -hmm. wash your hands, people do it. Yeah, we're pretty orderly. Yeah,、yes. people, you know, are, when they put in a rationing system, people line up nicely, and I think the system and the people, it's just I think it's something that、uh, people, definitely where I'm from, could stand to learn can, from. Can learn, yeah. I know. Actually,、um, you know, foreign reporters have been saying like, how come Taiwan, being so close to China, is able to have a hand on the outbreak? 
my husband was watching the news, and this foreign correspondent was like throwing out like twenty questions at a time for our health minister <laughs> at a time. You know, you know, you you hear things like, "Oh, we're going to tear down all the illegal structures that they have in Taipei," and that never happened. Mm. Um, and so you kind of think, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," but actually, this time everything they had a system, they put it in place. They drew up emergency measures. They put those in place, and it's all kind of really worked. Yeah, really worked. I feel safe. And, I don't feel. I don't feel in danger. You know. Right. And I hope that after the end of this outbreak and everything, that everybody learn. <laughs> yeah, learn a, some good habits to keep. You know, we can stop this in the future. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, that was a uh, that was good talk. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, aren't you feeling okay? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah. We don't have real access to all the masks you could want, but they're available. No. Yeah. And they're not, and no one's running on. You know, like you hear reports about people in other countries running for toilet paper, and we've done that before. <gasps> yeah, I know. But yeah. this time, everyone is kind of yeah. keeping calm and carrying on. Yep, that's right. Okay, I hope that everything is going well in your country and um, keep healthy. Yes. But in the meantime, we're going to get to your letters now. So we always love to hear from you. Our address is PO Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti dot org dot tw. And I'm going to get this right.、Uh, you can always follow us on Facebook and on YouTube as well. We look forward to reading your comments on both of those platforms. That's right. Okay, I've got a letter here from Jayanta Chakrabarti of New Delhi, India. It says here, "What's to Paula?" It says, "Dear Paula, please accept the feedback for the month of March 2020 as an official monitor of RTI. I、um, I'm here to report one of your broadcasts, March 2nd,、uh, uh, with good signal strength, but some background noise. Overall reception quality was good. I enjoyed today's Jukebox Republic. Okay, hosted by the ever-friendly voice of yes, me, <laughs> Shirley Lin.、Uh, her lively discussion on Wu Bai." And his music made listening a great pleasure. With a gap of ten years, she is again focusing on this famous Taiwanese rock singer and writer. Oh my goodness, was it ten years ago that I, maybe I, I said that on the program? Okay,、uh, one of the greatest in the East and Southeast Asia. Interpretation of Wu Bai or number five hundred was humorous. Yeah, you know how he gave his name Wu Bai. He said that he used to、um, be really good at five subjects in school, and that's why he gave himself the, the name Wu Bai. And then also how back in the old days, the ticket for going to his concert was like Wu Bai, which is five hundred NT dollars. That's hard to imagine today. I know. Inflation. <laughs> so anyway, and then、uh, it goes on. Lovingly called Tai Ke by his fans, Wu Bai made a comeback with the success of the TV drama Someday One Day. Yeah, one of his classics made a comeback because of this、uh, TV drama. Um, yeah, Taika, which is like down-to-earth,、uh, grassroots Taiwanese, you know, just、uh, wearing these slippers. I think and, there、uh, is a little bit of a,、um, it's sort of a everyday Joe type of a. What's the word for it? I can't even think right now. I know,、um, but you know,、um, sort of an everyday guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's that's how he is. Maybe、He's- not the most. Cultured, but、um, mm-hmm. very friendly and warm in a Taiwanese way. Right, and that's why Wu Bai sings mostly in Taiwanese, you know, local dialect. That's、here. another sign of a Taiko. That's right. And then it goes on. It says in the program, the host introduced five of his best songs sung in Mandarin Chinese with Taiwanese accent. Yeah, he he kind of did it on purpose.、Uh, okay, the song that made a comeback was Last Dance, and then also Wanderer's Love Song, and etc.、Um, etc. Et and the music program was was.、Uh, Exciting! The rock beat was entertaining. Well, thank you so much. That was oh, reception quality was four three four four four. So I guess that's pretty good. He listened in at six one eight zero kilohertz. 
Um, okay, so that was Jayanta Chakrabarti of New Delhi, India. We've got a letter here from Shin Makino, who is writing to us from Saitama, Japan. And it says, I wish to report reception of your broadcast station, Radio Taiwan International. This letter is dated March the 4th, and the letter is about our March 3rd broadcast, uh, which went out from 0300 to 0329 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Um, after the opening music, there was the news, uh, which, and unfortunately, this is still happening lately, uh, more COVID-19 cases, and also uh, the cabinet, which is still planning to distribute vouchers to offset losses from COVID-19. Um, there was a, can- a postponement of the computer-simulated part of the war games, the Hanguang military drill, and uh, also people recommending a dis- keeping a distance of one meter from each other. Um, mm-hmm. That one is hard to do, I yeah. think, especially on a crowded train. Um, so then there was some programs they have. We've got here in Taiwan. Leslie introduced it. I guess he hosted that day too. Uh, you talked about flight attendants who are wearing glasses, and uh, Paula talked about a male man who was affected by the COVID nineteen outbreak, and also about a nurse who wanted to rent an apartment. You also talked surely about Muslim friendly policies here mm-hmm. in Taiwan. And uh, it says, my under impressions of your programs, well, first of all, the SINPO was 33343, so middling, mm. kind of average. Uh, today, I was able to receive your program while enduring interference from NHK World Japan. The program talked about the effects of COVID-19 on citizens' lives in Taiwan. It's also prevalent in Japan, and I'm worried if something similar could happen. I'm really praying for an early end. Well, aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you find my reception report to be of some use. If the details are correct, please verify with a QSL verification card. That comes to us once again from Shin Makino of Saitama, Japan. Okay, we have a letter here from Zach Alvarez of the Philippines. Um, it says here, Dear Radio Town International, I heard and received your station in English language on 15320 kHz at 0300-0400 UTC before the Cantonese language program. The programs are spoke in Taiwanese and Chinese about culture and about Taiwanese food cuisine and also Taiwanese music shortly before the station notice. The signal was very good, but moderate fade. And I'll always listen to RTI every week on my shortwave radio, uh, shortwave receiver. Well, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. So he listened in on March 8th, and uh, the simple rating was, oh, very good, 55535. And uh, using Happy CS106 DSP receiver with a telescopic antenna. So that was coming to us from Zach Alvarez of the Philippines. All right, we've got a few reports here from K.P. Munir, who's running to us from Sharjah in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, first of all, we have a email dated March 3rd, which says, Greetings. Glad to hear Radio Taiwan International from a new frequency, 9405 kilohertz. As usual, I checked into 6180 kilohertz at 16 hours and found it was off air. I thought it was a mistake. But later at 1635, I changed the dial to 31 meters and noticed a nice song with a good signal from 9405 kilohertz. After the song, obviously, I heard uh, Shirley Lin, the host, and got and understood that it would it was Jukebox Republic that he was mm. hearing. It says, thank you. Propagation was at its best. Please find a reception report prepared below. Uh, it says that the simple rating was 45434. Signal strength good. No interference on or from a nearby frequency of 31 meters. There was slight noise as usual, but nice propagation and low-level fade, fading of signal noticed. Overall signal condition, pretty good. Uh 
there's some technical details about the radio and antenna. Under program contents, uh, it says, I heard a nice song followed at 1640 hours. Uh, that was your voice talking about uh, the program and identifying it as Jukebox Republic. Then there are some audio files uh, attached here. Uh, and it says that he was able to listen to the end of that uh, broadcast. Unfortunately, the next few days didn't have such good reception. On March 4th, apparently... Reception was very poor on 9405 kilohertz. Horrible noise heard while I checked in until 1615. There is also a short video file actually attached of that. And uh, finally, he writes in about our March the 6th broadcast saying that he heard it from on 9405 kilohertz from 1615 to 1630. The simple was good again. So that's good. 45444. Two video files are attached of that broadcast too. And uh, so thanks once again for all of those very detailed reports we, and, of course, the attached files. That comes to us once again from Anir KP of Sharjah, the United Arab Emirates. Okay, we have time for one more letter. This is coming to us from Roger Tidy of England. Um, it says, here is my final report in the February program. Also, he listened on February 29th. Internet audio was excellent. Um, under comments, the first program I heard was Time by Number, which focused on the numbers connected to the COVID-19 virus. This feature was entertaining with enjoyable banter between the presenters, but as I've said before, I prefer to listen to programs produced specifically for radio, which is not the case with this feature. Then he heard your curious John. This was a much more interesting program to hear. Its subject was the Taiwanese people who emigrated to Argentina from around 1975 until the 1990s, and those who later returned to Taiwan, such as John's guest, who is a member of RTS Spanish Service. She revealed... Andrea, yeah. yeah. She revealed that her family had left Taiwan uh, after the U.S. switched diplomatic recognition from the Republic of China on Taiwan to the PRC, which her parents feared would lead to a communist uh, invasion. The show was enriched by John's use of atmospheric Argentinian tango music as a background to the program. Today's broadcast also included Lights Camera Asia, however, as it was a rerun of the program I commented on in my previous report. I'm going to reprint my comments here. The final offering in this day's broadcast was Feast Meets West. The theme in this week's show was garlic, which some people think can boost the immune system. Uh, but before that, there was a discussion between Andrew and Ellen on Ellen's children being off school recently because of COVID-19. It is difficult to avoid the topic of COVID-19 these days and for good reasons. As I write this, there are 87 confirmed cases in the UK and the figure is rising daily. I can't help thinking that the virus might have been nipped in the bud, but if the Chinese authorities in Wuhan had not tried to sweep the problem under the carpet when it was first reported by health workers. I also think that the World Health Organization should show some backbone and admit Taiwan as a full member. Health is more important than politics. Best wishes, Roger Tidy of England. Well, that's it for this week's uh, status update. Thank you so much for your letters, and do keep them coming. We'd love to hear from you. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And, of course, you can follow us on Facebook and YouTube. We look forward to reading your comments there. Yes, until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Do stay healthy.
Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. <laughs> 